Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Sometimes we have to face things. We have to go home and go back to the things that we ran away from. Many times we, we, we leave home, we've, we, we've been hurt, we've been offended by somebody. Maybe it was a sibling, maybe it was a father, maybe it was your mother, maybe it was somebody that was close to you. And you just, you know, you, 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 at the time you were not able to deal with it. So like Jacob, you ran off and you went to another country, you ran off and you and you just left that thing behind. You swept it under the rug and said, I'll, I'll never have to deal with it again. I'll never forgive that person. I'm just moving on. But at some point in time, you have to bring resolution to these things. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, and I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Rock Network. My name is Reverend James Richardson, and I'm excited to share the word of God with you on this evening. I want to welcome you today to this to this service, and we're just excited here today. We thank you that as every time we get an opportunity to gather around the Word of God, it's a wonderful time. So I want you to get your Bibles out. I want you to get your phones out, whatever you use to look at your Bible. I want you to get it get it out right now so you can walk with me through the Word of God tonight. But we're going to open up in a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to go forward with the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we just ask you right now to just move by your spirit. You said in your word where there are two or three gathered in my name. You said, there I am, Lord. So as we gather, Father God, around your word tonight, God, I pray, God, that you just be in the midst, God, and just have your way, God. We thank you for the things that, that are going to be revealed tonight. We thank you for strengthening your people, God. I pray that you would use me as an oracle of God to just uh, re just release your word, Father God, into the airwaves, God, to be a blessing to your people. I give you the glory. I give you the honor. I give you all the praise, Father God, for what you've already done in Jesus' name for this moment in time. Thank you, Father. Well, tonight, I want to I want to uh, jump on in here with you and just share the word of God with you. We're going to be looking at scripture from the book of Genesis 31 and ver starting at verse 13. We're looking at Genesis 31, starting at verse 13. And I want you to go there with me right now. And as we open up in the word of God here in Genesis 31, verse 13, it says in the New Living Translation, I am the God who appeared to you at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar, the pillar of stone and made your vow to me. Now get ready and leave this country and return to the land of your birth. So here, the Lord is talking to Jacob. This is a story of Jacob. Jacob was a man who, when he was a very young man, and he was living at home with his father Isaac and his mother Rebecca and his brother Esau, he was, you know, he, was, he had a brother Esau, and they were born, they were twins, but uh, Esau came out first. So by right, Esau had the birthright as the older, as the older, older sibling. So when they got older, when they were much older, one day as uh, Esau had went out, because Esau was a, a man of the, of the woods, he went out and he hunted and he did those type of things. Jacob was more like a farmer. But anyway, what happened was Esau went out one day and he was at work, working all day. 
And when he came home, the Bible says that he was hungry. And so he came to Jacob was Jacob was at home already and Jacob had made a pot of beans. And so when when Esau came in, he said, hey, brother, let me get some of those uh, beans that you got there. And so uh, Jacob, Jacob said to him, he said, I'll give you some of my beans if you give me your birthright. And so Esau said to him, look, what is a birthright when I'm about to starve to death? So he said, you can have it. And so he gave his brother Jacob his birthright, not even really thinking about what it really represented. He just kind of, you know, just gave it to him and he took the food and gave it to him. And so Esau, Jacob took Esau's birthright. But this was a very, very important thing. But I don't think that Esau understood how precious the birthright was to the firstborn. And so the Bible says that the Lord was displeased with Esau because he despised his birthright. And then later on, as they got older, when Isaac had gotten older, you know, Isaac favored Esau. And so Isaac said to Esau, he said, listen, I want you to go out and I want you to I want you to go out and get my favorite meal. And I want you to kill it and I want you to fix it and prepare it. And I want to I don't, and, and bring it to me. And he said, before I die, I'm going to bless you. Now, at this time, uh, uh, Isaac was old and he and he couldn't see very well. And so uh, Esau ran off and went out to go hunt, you know, hunt down the animal that he was going to get to bring to his father. And so Rebecca heard uh, 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 Isaac talking to her, ta talking to her son Esau. And she said, listen, she told her son Jacob because she favored Jacob. And she said, listen, your father just told your brother to go out and get his favorite meal. Listen, I'm going to fix your father's favorite meal. And then I'm going to uh, I want you to go in and I and, I'm, and he's going to bless you. And so Jacob says to her, just says to his mother, listen, he said, I'm uh, Esau is a hairy man. And he said, I'm not hairy. You know, Esau's skin was smooth. So he said he's going to recognize that it's not me. And then he's going to curse me. But uh, she said, don't worry about that. The mother had a plan. <laughs> and so she told him, she said, I'm going to take some of the goat's hair. I'm going to put it on your arms and you're going to go in. and You're going to smell like your brother. And he's going to think he's going to think that it's you. And so she, she fixed the meal. She put the hair on his arms. And then he went in to go deceive, unfortunately, deceive his father. And so when he went in there, he started talking to his father. He said, my father, I'm bringing you your meal. He said, how did you get it so quickly? He said, I, I'm, he, I'm skilled. I got it like that. And so he, he, you know, he came up and he said, well, it sounds like Jacob. And he said, well, no, father, I'm your son Esau. And he said, here's your meal. And so he said, well, come a little closer. He said, you smell like Esau, but you sound like Jacob. And so uh, he, he, he said, come a little closer. Let me touch you. And so when he came close and he began to touch his arms and he felt the hair on his arms, he said, he said, I, I, I guess it is my, my son uh, Esau. So he went on ahead and he ate the meal. And after he ate the meal, he blessed Jacob, thinking that he was blessing Esau. And so uh, Jacob left out. And right after he left out, Esau comes back with the meal. And he comes in. He said, my father, your meal. I come to bless you. And I want you to bless me. And here's your meal that you asked me to prepare for you. And he said, what? He said, you just left out. He said, I just blessed you a few minutes ago. And he said, no, my father. He said, it, I, it's, it wasn't me. And he said, well, your brother Jacob deceived me and I blessed him. And I've already eaten the meal that he brought. 
And Esau was furious and he said, now he has taken, he took my birthright already and now he has taken, he's taken my blessing. And the Bible says that he begged his father Isaac for a blessing. He said, do you have anything left for me, father? Please, if there's anything. And he said, I've already blessed your brother and you're going you're gonna to serve him. And so he, he, he blessed him, but it wasn't the same type of blessing that the, first, the firstborn gets. And so Esau was so angry. He said, my brother has deceived me twice. And he said, when my father dies, I'm going to kill my brother. And so Rebecca heard of this and she said to her, to her son, Jacob, she said, listen, your brother's angry and he's, and he's going to try to kill you. He said, I want you to go and I want you to go stay with my, my brother Laban in another country. And so she sent her son Jacob off so he wouldn't be killed. And so here it is years later. Now, Jacob was gone for about probably 20 years or so. He's gone to live with his with his uncle Laban. He got married and he had children and the, and he got and he was really blessed. He was blessed while he was there. But here in the scripture in Genesis 31 is when the Lord came to him and said to him, listen, it's time for you to go back home. He told him it's time for you to go back home and return to the country of your, of your birth. But here's the thing. Jacob knew that when he had to go back, he was going to have to face his brother Esau. So what we're talking about tonight, we're talking from the topic, face it, face it. Listen, sometimes we have to face things. We have to go home and go back to the things that we ran away from. Many times we, we, we leave home. We've, we, we've been hurt. We've been offended by somebody. Maybe it was a sibling. Maybe it was a father. Maybe it was your mother. Maybe it was somebody that was close to you. And you just, you know, you, 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 at the time you were not able to deal with it. So like Jacob, you ran off and you went to another country. You ran off and you, and you just left that thing behind. You swept it under the rug and said, I'll, I'll never have to deal with it again. I'll never forgive that person. I'm just moving on. But at some point in time, you have to bring resolution to these things. And so God was calling for Jacob to go back home and bring resolution to his problems. So he sent him back and, and, and Jacob was afraid to go back because he didn't know. He said, my brother might still have that anger in his heart. He might still be angry with me. What if he decides that he's going to still wants to kill me when I go back and I'm bringing my family, my kids, my wife, my wives, everything, everything that I have. But he still was obedient to God and he went back. And so sometimes, many times in life, we can't move forward because of the simple fact we still have things that are holding us back, still have things that we have not resolved. I remember many years ago, I was overwhelmed with problems in, 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 in different areas of my life. I had unresolved issues. I had unhealed hurts and I had unmet needs that I had not resolved in my own life. And I had just kind of swept them under the rug and said, I'll be okay. I don't need this person. This person hurt me, but that's okay. I've, I've, I've left that stuff behind. And I thought I had left it behind, but then I began to see that as I got married and as I began to build my family, I started seeing all these vices pop up in my life. And I'm just like, what is this? And I didn't understand what was really going on with all these vices and things that were plaguing my life. But it's because I had some things that I had not let go of, some things that were, that were still there in the past that I left behind that I thought I had gotten over. But God says, no, you haven't gotten over those things. You're still, you still, you have to deal with these things. You have to face these things that you, that you, that from your past. 
You know, some things happened to me as a child. And, 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 and uh, you know, even when I was young, one of my one of my uh, family members had tried to molest me. But I thank God that I had sense enough to run out of the room. But it still left a stain on my life and it plagued me. And I began to see uh, all types of vices uh, fleeing up in my life, lust and all types of stuff. And it was it was affecting my marriage. And I was like, Lord, what is this? And let me tell you something. I had no control over it at all. I was suffering. I was going through and I didn't know what to do. I was even praying. Now, listen, I was in I was I had given my life to the Lord. I was walking with the Lord and everything and still dealing with these vices and still struggling with these things. But I began to cry out to the Lord and I and I and I got with my wife and I said, what do we, we have to deal with this thing. We got to face. I got to face this thing. Sometimes it, it, it may be it may be painful, but we have to. You know, the Lord gave me a word one day through my spiritual father. He gave me a, a word and I took that word and I ran with it. He said to me, he said, if God said, if you face it, I'll fix it. He said to me, if you face it, I'll fix it. Because I had tried for so long in my own power to try to get over these things. But to no avail, it's like I would struggle with it. And I would say I would I would say like many of us say, sometimes you you yourself might be saying these things. I got to get myself together. I'll go to church when I get myself together. I'll go ahead and get and start serving the Lord when I get myself together. But I couldn't do it on my own. And see, that's the that's the trick of the enemy to make you think that you can just get yourself together, that you don't need God. That's what Satan wants you to think that I don't I don't need God. I can get myself together. I want to share a scripture with you from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 17 and 18 in the, in the New Living Translation. This is Jesus talking. It says that when the 70 disciples returned, they joyfully re reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. And Jesus said to them, yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And so I want to focus on that particular part. He said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Satan fell from heaven like lightning because he wanted to take God's place. That's why they kicked him out of heaven. He got kicked out of heaven with a third of the angels because he wanted to be God. He wanted to take God's place. So when, since he's been kicked out of heaven, he tries to push that same narrative on mankind. You don't need God. You can do this by yourself. You can get yourself together. What do you need God for? Even when he came to Eve, he told her, he said, listen, in uh, in 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 uh, the book of Genesis, he said you wouldn't. He told her, he said, you will not surely die. But God knows the day that you eat of the fruit, you will you will become like God. So even when he was he deceived Eve because he was like, listen, God knows that when you eat of that forbidden fruit, because God had told them Nick, you can eat of any fruit in the garden, but do not eat of the tree of the tree of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. But here comes Satan again, trying to make us trying to deceive her to make her think that she doesn't really need God because that's his narrative to make us think that we don't need God. But we do need God and we need God because he is the one that will help us to overcome our problems. He said, if you face it, I can fix it. I can fix it. But if you don't face it, 
God can't fix it. You know how we are. Listen, there's a lot of things that we that we deal with in de- everyday life. You know, we you know, when it comes to like, you know, we think that if we just don't deal with the problems, they're just going to go away. Oh, they'll just go away. If I just don't deal with it, it'll go away. You know how when they when when you when the bill collectors are calling the house and you know you owe some money, you know you're behind on something, and they're calling and calling, you're not answering the phone, and you think if just as long as I don't answer the phone, <laughs> you know, that it'll go away. But no, it's just getting worse and worse. It's getting the, the bill is getting further and further and further behind. You know, we think that sometimes we go out to the mailbox. You know how it is. We don't want to open the mail (laughs) because we know that if we open that mail, we're going to see the bill. So we say, hey, I'm not going to open it. And if I don't open it, it just doesn't exist. But it's still there. The problem is still there. Even though you don't deal with it, the problem is still there. I've been through that myself. Listen, many years ago, you know, um, we had my, my wife and I had this little car, this little uh, Mazda car that we had, this Mazda protege that we had bought, nice little car. We had it for years. We were paying on it and we, and we paid it off. And so as soon as we paid it off, we started getting all these offers in the mail, like, Hey, you can get this car. You can get that car. So we went to the car dealership and we said, Hey, we, we want to get a, get us a new car, you know? And so they brought this big, shiny new expedition out. It was nice when the expedition first came out. It was when they say, you can have this car. We test drove it. We were like, man, this is the one. And so we got that car and and everything. And then um, when we were sitting down to do the deal, they said, listen, the car note is going to be a certain amount. And it was a large amount of money. We was like, "Ooh, that's kind of high. And they said, well, no, you can handle it. You know, we'll give you the first month free. And then after that, you just start paying your note. And so I went on ahead and I signed up for that car, knowing it was too, the, the car note was too expensive. We, we do it. I know some of y'all done did it before. So we got the car and then we, you know, we were enjoying the car and everything. It was nice, you know, riding around in the car. We got the big expedition, you know what I'm saying? And let me tell you, <laughs> uh, 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 something happened, some emergency came or something like that. And I couldn't pay the car note. And I said, well, I'll pay it next month. And so the next thing, the next month came and I didn't have the money, still didn't have the money. So the people started calling me. Hey, hey, we need well, we need you to pay this, these two car notes. And I didn't have it. And so after a while, I just started ignoring their calls. <laughs> and then they started calling and they said, listen, we're going to come get the truck. So guess what I did? I started parking. I stopped parking the truck at the house and I started parking the truck up at Walmart. And I would park the truck at Walmart at nighttime and then I would yeah, in the morning I would get up and I would ride my bicycle up to the Walmart and, and drive the truck. And so I was hiding that truck and everything. And then people were calling and saying, hey, we need to get the, we need you to turn the truck in. I was like and I was like, I'm not turning this truck in. This is my truck, you know. And so they were calling and stuff. And then, I, I, you know, after a while, I got tired of hiding the truck at Walmart at night. So I just started parking the truck in the garage and everything. And so uh, I know the people were probably coming by looking for the truck. But one night, you guys, um, the, <laughs> this big, giant truck pulled into the, in the, my neighborhood in the cul-de-sac. And this thing had these huge lights on it. I mean, these lights that spin around. And that thing pulled into, the, into our cul-de-sac. And it was, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And that, that thing was shining lights everywhere. It was shining lights in my neighbor's houses. I know they were like, what's going on out there? Is it a fire truck out there or something? And then I heard a voice on the intercom at 2 o'clock in the morning say, Mr. Richardson, 
You need to bring us the keys. <laughs> and so my wife said, just go ahead and let them take the truck. And so I went out there and I gave the guy the keys. I had to face it. And they took my truck. They took my expedition away. But you know what? I will say this. After they took that truck away, all my stress left. I was like, man, just I just said, thank God that they took that truck away. I was like, I was just struggling. I shouldn't have never got it. I knew it was out of my, the Cardinal was too, too high for me, for us to have. But I just wanted that. I wanted it so bad. But I learned a great lesson from that, that you should not live above your means. You should not try to obtain something that you can't maintain. And so I had to face it. But guess what? I let that truck go and, and everything. And, and they ended up selling it. And I, I didn't have to pay that much to pay it off and every, to pay the rest of the payment off. And then I ended up getting me something that I can afford. You understand what I'm saying? So sometimes, many times in life, if we just face it, God can fix it if we just go ahead and face it. And I remember even one time when, you know, uh, you know, I was when we were living in this house and everything and 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 the and the uh, power bill was due. And I hadn't had any, you know, work to come in at the time. And so I was like, well, it's going to be all right. I, I got Jesus on my side. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? I was like, I got Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. Okay, I don't have the money. That's okay. So one morning, my wife had gotten up. She had gone to work, and I was in the house. And I said, I'm getting ready to get up and pray and praise the Lord and just give glory to the Lord. So I was up in the house playing my music and praising the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. God is good. And playing my music and singing and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, in the middle of me singing all of a sudden the power in the house went up power was off I went and looked out the window and the utility man was walking away with his bag he had just turned my power off because I didn't pay the bill I didn't I could pretend like hey you know it's just gonna be all right because I got Jesus but I didn't face it and they turned the power off and it was, it was, it was bad. My wife came home and she was upset. Like, you, you know, we, you got to get this stuff together. You got to get, you got to get, you got to get this, get this stuff together. Listen, just because you praising God and all that don't mean that the bill, the bill collectors, the people that you owe money to as far as utilities, it's not going to go away. You have to face these things. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, that's what we have to learn to do. We have to learn how to face the things that we don't want to face, even though they might be hard. Sometimes it could be, it could be anybody. It could be anything going on in your life. It could be a number of different things, but we have to learn how to face the situations that we don't want to face. You know, it could be the fact that somebody in your life abandoned you, somebody that you cared about abandoned you. It could be that some, you know, when you were young, somebody tested you the wrong way. It could be a molestation. Someone tested you improperly when you were young. It could be that, you know, you weren't, you didn't feel like you were loved by your parents or by your father or somebody in your life and you've never let that thing go and now you're being plagued by these things. Maybe somebody recently died in your life and you haven't been able to get past it. There's a lot of different things that we struggle with and that we deal with. Sometimes it could be just as simple as like I just said, you could just be overwhelmed with debt, bills and stress, all these different things. You're just struggling with these things, struggling in these areas and, and, and it's stressing you out. Are these things that you have never went, you never went back to deal with. And today God is saying, I need you to learn how to face it. I want you to face it so I can fix it. I want to help you 
to get past the things that's been plaguing your life for all these years. Sometimes it's been years and years and years that you've been struggling in your life. You don't know why you struggle with alcohol. You don't know why you struggle with pornography. You don't know why. But it's something, in the, it's the root cause that has caused these things to come into your life. You don't know why you struggle with lust. But there's always a root cause to the things that we struggle with. And God's saying, I want you to face it so I can fix it. Listen, I want to I want to talk about one just one story tonight um, about King David, King David. And I want to read read this from Second uh, uh, Samuel, chapter 12, verse 19. It says when David saw them whispering and I'm going to explain everything, he realized what had happened. Is the child dead? He asked. Yes, they replied. He's dead. Then David got up from the ground, washed himself put on lotions and changed his clothes. He went to the tabernacle and worshiped the Lord. After that, he returned to the palace and was served food and ate. Now see what had happened here. David had, had, a, had uh, slept with another man's wife, Bathsheba. And then she got pregnant. And so David tried to cover it up by trying to get the man to sleep, come home from the war and sleep with his wife so that he could think that the baby was his. But the man was like, no, I won't do that. He said, we're in a time of war. And in the time of war, you didn't, you didn't have, you know, you didn't sleep with your wife or any have relations with your wife. So the man refused to do it. David even got the man drunk, but the man refused to go home and, and have sexual relations with his wife. And so what David did was David sent the letter with the man. He sent the man's own death sentence in the, with the man. And so when he went back to war, the man was killed. He said, he said, put him on the front line where there's the fiercest fighting. And so David had the man killed so that he could have his wife. And he took the man's wife. He married her. And they had a child together. But then the Bible, had, the Bible says that God sent Nathan the prophet to make David face his situation. And he went to David and he said, you have, you, what you've done has been displeasing to the Lord. And so David had to face that situation of what he had done. He had to face it. And Nathan told him, he said, the Lord's going to, he's going to forgive you. He's going to let it go. But he said, the child that you guys have is not going to live. The Bible says David prayed earnestly that God would not take the child's life. But God took that child's life because of David's actions and, what, and how he had done everything. And after David had prayed and fasted and everything, his his other the people that were, uh, you know, his servants and everything, they knew that the child had died. And so they, that's the scripture I just read to you from Second uh, Samuel 12, 19 says that they came and he finally faced it. He, he came. He came to them. And he said, is the child dead? And they say, yes, he's dead. And so David had to face the consequences of his actions. The Bible says he got up from the ground, washed himself put on lotions, changed his clothes. He went to the tabernacle and worshiped the Lord. So he had to face it. It was painful for David to face this thing, but he did because he knew what he had done was wrong and he faced it and God eventually got him past it. He had another son. They had another son and that's, that's his name was Solomon. And he was one of the wisest, wisest Kings to ever live Solomon. 
But David lost a child because of how he, the actions that he did that was sin to God. So David faced his situation, and in the midst of him facing that situation, God brought another blessing into his life. So God wants us to learn how to face our situations, even though they might be painful to us. God wants us to face those situations. So I'm, I'm going to come back next time and I want to share part two with you because I can see that I'm running out of time, but I have so much more to share with you on face it. God will fix it if you face it. But tonight I want to say a prayer with you tonight. I want to pray for those who, who, who you know is something that God wants you to face so he can begin to fix it. So I want to have prayer with you tonight so that you can be able to face that thing that you've been struggling with. Face that thing that's been plaguing your life. I want to pray with you tonight that God will give you the strength to be able to face it so he can fix it. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to just move by your power and by your mighty spirit, Father God. We pray, Lord God, that the things that we have struggled with, the things that we have left behind, the things that we have swept under the carpet, that you would give us the strength to be able to go back and face those situations so that you could begin to fix it in the name of Jesus, Lord. Whatever it is, no matter what it might be, Lord, whether it's dealing with pornography, alcohol, or just unforgiveness, or whatever the case may be, molestation, there's so many different things that we struggle with, drug addiction, whatever the case may be, just things in our heart that we might not want to let go of. Somebody offended us, or maybe we offended somebody else. Whatever, whatever the case may be, we pray right now tonight night that you would give us the strength to face those things God so that you can fix them fix them God in the name of Jesus we know that it's a two-part thing we have to do our part so that you can do your part so we pray for the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to move right now in the lives of your people so that they can be healed, Father God, from these things that have plagued their lives. They can be free. You want us to be free, God. So we thank you, Father God, that he that the Son sets free is free indeed. So, Lord, we, I pray right now that as we face it, you will fix it. We give glory and honor to you, and we thank you for sealing this right now in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to take this time right now to offer Christ to you. Listen, in, in order for you to even get on the road to God beginning to fix things in your life, you got to get into a personal relationship with him. He wants to become he wants to become part of your life. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you one on one. And so the only way to do that is to accept Christ into your heart. When you accept Christ into your, into your heart, a transformation will happen, my friend. So as I pray this prayer, I want you to pray along with me and repeat after me this prayer to receive Christ into your heart today. Just pray, pray with me right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you confessing that I am a sinner. I thank you today for coming into my heart. I invite you in, Jesus. Come into my heart. Change me. Renew me. Restore me. Refresh every part of my life. I believe that you came to the earth. 
that you died, that you were crucified, that you died, and you, re you were resurrected. And now you sit on the right hand of the Father. Now, Lord, I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. Lord, let me walk with you for the rest of my life, pleasing you in everything I do. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit that I may be pleasing in your sight. Thank you, God, for your will being done on earth as it is in heaven in my life today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my friends, if you prayed that prayer with me, guess what? You are now a part of the family of God. Now you need to get connected to a Bible-believing church where the word is being taught in excellence. And not only that, we want you to get baptized into the Lord so that you can have this new walk, this new life with Jesus Christ. So today, receive that new life. Don't look back. You may have some thoughts sometimes that I'm still that old person. Well, listen, it takes time for God to begin to change things in your life. Salvation is instant, but the process of change takes a little time. You have to get into the word of God, read the word of God for yourself. There may be some things you, that you don't understand, but that's why you need to be connected with a Bible-believing church, a Bible-teaching church, where you can just grow in the word of God. And you can always tune in to the Kingdom Rot Network to hear good messages, good teaching, good foundational teachings that will be a blessing to your life. So I want to thank you for tuning in tonight for this message. And I want you to be able to just listen. We we're we're on air on on uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m. on YouTube and also uh, on on Sundays at 10 at 10 a.m. So tune in to the, to the Kingdom Rock Network so that you can hear the word of God taught with authority and power. We want to thank you to today for just tuning in for this message. Have a wonderful evening. God bless you. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.